right, guys, welcome to AdLeaks episode six. Uh, this is where we cover February 1st through the 15th. Uh, previous episodes of AdLeaks TV uh, were weekly. Um, we're gonna move it to bi-weekly, so every two weeks, so that we can cover the 1st to the 15th and the 16th through the 31st. Um, just to make things a lot easier on you guys, uh, and uh, you don't have to try to watch a video every week, and if I'm traveling or something, we won't miss a week this way. I wanna thank Dino Panopoulos, as always. Without your week in reviews, this would make this very difficult, so thank you, Dino. And now, a message from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Chase Harmer, and I'm the CEO here at PayCertify. Now, media and ad buying is a fast-paced, high-volume business, and it's one that many of you do for a living. Now, PayCertify's virtual card platform allows you to get up to 2% cash back on every purchase that you make, whether that's for ads or paying your vendor invoices. You're going to be granted that 2% cash back as long as the interchange is acceptable for the acquiring institution. Go to paycertified.com forward slash ad leaks today. That's pretty much all the announcements I have for right now, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, so there was a great post by Nicholas Harvey called, What Else Do You Want to See in This Group? Um, there was uh, lots of great feedback here in this post, um, but I really want to hear from you. Yes, you, okay? Please comment below with what you would like to see more of in this group. Uh, we actually listen and we actually do implement what you guys want. So tell us in the comments, please, and comment below. Next, we have uh, some industry news, okay? So uh, with Facebook, uh, Facebook is shutting down the mobile website of Audience Network. Uh, this was shared by Jeremy Sunny. I really like the answer by Depeche, uh, where it says, because a lot of people are freaking out that they're closing down Audience Network or whatever, and that's not the case. So they're not closing down the Audience Network completely. Um, they're simply stopping the AdSense-style advertisements on websites. Cookie blockers make this harder to create personalized targeting, which means poor results for advertisers and poor experience for users. Um, but they're still using Audience Network in mobile apps. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. Um, they are just concentrating on where they're making the most money and where you get the best results. So don't freak out. Audience Network is not going anywhere. Next post is uh, by none other than Justin Brenners. Thank you, Justin. It's a Google Ads shopping update, all right? Uh, this is a, a great post by Justin, uh, and it came directly from a Google rep, okay? So I'm just gonna uh, quote it here. Uh, Gmail is used by over a billion people and plays a key part in their shopping journeys as they keep tabs on new products and offers them their favorite brands. Soon your standard shopping campaigns will be able to reach users who begin and continue their shopping journey on Gmail. Shopping ads, both product shopping ads and showcase shopping ads, will be eligible to appear on Gmail starting the week of March 4th. Shopping ads served on Gmail will be reported under the Google Display Network. Your standard shopping campaigns will automatically enable to run on Gmail if they are opted in uh, into YouTube, Gmail, and Discover. Not sure if your ads are gonna run there. Here's how you can check if the campaign is opted into this network, all right? Uh, step one, simply sign into your Google Ads account. Step two, click the Campaigns tab, then click the standard shopping campaign you would like to check. Three, click the Settings tab. Four, under Networks, look for a checkbox next to YouTube, Gmail, and Discover. If this is checked, your campaign is opted into this network. Wow. Europe only, please speak with your rep, uh, and they should be able to get you sorted. Uh, so thank you, Justin, for that update. This next post is by Stephen Black. 
Uh, he was sharing with us the new Facebook UX or user experience layout for those of you. Uh, so Facebook released a new layout called uh, New Dark Mode, which looks really cool from the screenshots. Um, this was first reported by Stephen Black, so check out these screenshots. And uh, I can't wait for my account to get access to this. For some reason, Facebook always gives me stuff last. <laughs> This next post was also by Justin Brenner about Shopify. So those of you guys uh, doing Shopify, listen up. Um, finally, order editing is now available. Shopify has finally added the ability to edit your existing orders. Huh. It's about time, Shopify, but thank you. We really appreciate it. This next post was by Lorenco. Uh, this is a server-side API pixel event. What does that mean, right? Let me break it down. To combat browsers moving towards blocking cookies and tracking pixels, Facebook is finally jumping on the server-to-server -server or post-back bandwagon. For those of you that don't know how it works, basically, instead of Facebook relying on a cookie on the user's computer to trigger a conversion, Facebook will now be passing an ID along in the URL, your Facebook click ID, that you can then pass back to them for, uh, upon a conversion from your server. This also has a ton of other benefits. Not only is it way more accurate, but it'll also enable you to track sales and ads manager, even if your sales team sells them over the phone. Uh, you'll also be able to pass in future purchases and conversions from your customer uh, for monthly subscriptions, etc. that'll give you much more accurate reporting right in Facebook. So thank you, Facebook, so much. We've been waiting for this for years, okay? Uh, and according to a rep, to get approved for this, you just need to be spending $10,000 a month for at least three months. Uh, so that's not too bad. All right, this next post uh, by Marty Marion. Uh, Facebook is spending $130 million to create a Supreme Court that can overrule Zuckerberg. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, this is a great share by Marty that details exactly uh, how Facebook's new Supreme Court will be set up. Uh, and the consensus overall from the AdLeaks community is that this is a very good thing for advertisers uh, and simultaneously works to curb the government regu regulators that want to break Facebook up or introduce more stringent oversight. So good job, Facebook. We think this will help us advertisers and it'll help you as a company. All right, this next post is by Gil David, and this is a, a first look at Facebook's brand collabs manager, okay? Uh, so this is really cool, actually. It's uh, Facebook's entry into the world of influencers, uh, and they're doing it through their what they call brand collabs manager. So you just go to that uh, in the in the business manager there. But there, there are tons of different influencer platforms and out, apps out there, but Facebook recently released their own version, which they made a lot of improvements on since I first looked at it last year, okay? And it's free. So long story short though, you can find influencers to work with directly through Facebook. Uh, you can search through different categories, age ranges, interests. You can see their number of followers, the engagement rates, and so on. It's really cool. If you have tried this feature, comment below and let us know how you like it. This next post is by Rudker Toll. This is about qualifying and segmenting leads with a messenger flow, okay? This is a very informative post. Messenger is a great tool for qualifying and segmenting leads for any niche. And in this video, Rudker walks you through the basics of lead qualifying uh, in ManyChat, from naming conventions to custom fields, rules, tags, scoring, user recovery, segmenting, this video has you covered. Messenger, uh, for a lot of us, can be a little bit confusing. Uh, so thank you, Rudger, for this video, which really breaks it down and makes it really simple for us. Next post by Lindsay Scherer. This was a great post. Uh, it's episode one of a Pinterest content planning, and when is the right time for me to get on Pinterest? Those of you guys doing Pinterest out there or wannabe, listen up. So she goes over why does Pinterest matter buy and, buy and buying behavior planning. Uh, who's a good fit for Pinterest? Uh, search engine versus social media site. 
content planning and content ideas, uh, organic and paid matchup, when is it time to expand to Pinterest, what kind of businesses do good on Pinterest, etc. This is a great video that can get you into Pinterest ads right away and cut your learning curve. So if you have any interest in, in Pinterest or wanna make more money, watch this video. This next post was by Vincent Bima. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, this is the P721 formula, love the name. The P721 formula to dominate your Google Shopping niche, okay? As many of you should know, Google Shopping ads have seen massive growth in 2019, and they're gonna continue to expand inventory and results to compete with other platforms like Amazon and Facebook. Uh, if you're running Google Shopping, you've likely noticed it's gotten more competitive, right? So something needs to change for you to be able to scale further, including better returns. So in this video, Vincent goes over the P721 formula that helps you dominate your Google Shopping niche. He covers everything from pricing, product feed, campaign structure, bid strategies. This is a great, great video that you need to watch if you're doing Google Shopping campaigns or you want to. Uh, this is very informative and I learned a lot, so thank you, Vincent. All right, this next post is two CBO case studies and how it makes life easier by Gil David. Thank you, Gil. So Gil, I'm just gonna directly quote here. Uh, For most of our clients, we're still very much a mix of CBO and ABO ad set budget. Uh, but for these two accounts, which were shorter term tests to start with, he figured why not go all in on CBO? And it's actually worked really well. And after the initial setup and finding a threshold for some loose uh, kill rules, they've almost run themselves. Because they had to be targeted to smaller audiences, specifically UK towns and cities, it made sense to consolidate as much data and as many conversions as possible and as few CBOs as possible. So this will be especially interesting for anyone who runs ads targeted to specific local areas on a regular basis, still trying to find ways to make CBO work uh, and wants to see how CBO can make your life easier. Gil gives two awesome case studies here for a chain of nursing homes and a cha chain of jewelry stores. Uh, this post is especially amazing for those of you with local businesses, uh, but you can also apply this uh, to nationwide or international campaigns as well. So thank you, Gil, we appreciate it. All right, guys, big news for Shopify, okay? Uh, this post is by Jeremy Sunny, uh, and the title is, you can now run ads in the Shopify app store. Uh, this is a nice, quick six-minute video. Uh, so from Jeremy here, I'm just going to quote, Hot off the presses, Shopify now has ads in the App Store. Uh, this announcement just dropped. Uh, while there isn't a ton of info out there yet, uh, Jeremy ran through their official documentation to see what we can learn right away. Uh, you can do keyword targeting, broad match or exact. Uh, there is quality score slash relevance component. Uh, you can do manual bidding and so much more. So take a first look at this exciting new platform and let me know your thoughts. Thanks for sharing, Jeremy, and everyone here in the community. We would love to know your thoughts and if you've tried this or not yet. So please comment below. More from Vincent Bima. This is a great post about three reasons smart shopping campaigns uh, are cannibalizing your growth. If you're looking for long-term profits, there are a few reasons why you don't want to rely on smart shopping campaigns only. Stop it. Get some help. With competition and costs increasing, it's important to optimize every aspect of your ad campaigns, no matter the platform. So Vincent uh, tells us a few tricks and why they work in this great video on Google Shopping ads. Thank you, Vincent, that was amazing. This next post was a post unlike any I've seen before. Uh, this is by Damien DeFranco. Thank you, Damien, we've loved your content. Um, and this is how to find out if your connect 
is a real manufacturer or not, okay? And honestly, there's so much great information in this post, okay? So I'm just gonna summarize it though. Damien tells us the difference between a manufacturer, a reseller, a distributor, sub-distributors, and how to find the actual manufacturer to move higher up the food chain and lower your manufacturing costs by anywhere from 10 to 50%, okay? It's an amazing post and only takes a few minutes to read. Anyone with your own manufacturing or dropshipper should read this post immediately. Thank you, Damien. This next post, again, by Damien DeFranco. This is a high-end business plan template, and this template I looked through, it is amazing. I'm just gonna quote right here, okay, uh, from Damien. He said, uh, I thought I would share one of my oldest and most cherished assets, a high-end business plan template. Uh, and you can download it uh, for the Google, there's a Google Drive link at the bottom of the post. Uh, so he said he first got this back in uh, 2007. It's been updated a few times over the years. Uh, his teams and he has used it on hundreds of businesses for bank loans, investment and expansion since then. For those of you that want a business plan and aren't sure where to start or how to format it, then this is perfect. For anyone that has done million dollar businesses before, it can cost tens of thousands to hire writers and lawyers for business plans at that level, and this will cut your cost in half. It's a 47 page template at its core that once filled out in detail can easily reach 200 to 800 pages if you know your data. It's overkill for small businesses, but it's perfect for million and billion dollar business entity plans. The only thing it's missing really is an updated section on the newest social media trends and marketing, um, but a subsection in the marketing section can be added when you fill it out um, and whatever pertains to your business. I'm personally also not a fan of full-on business plans when starting a business, but in certain aspects of your business, especially with banks and certain licensing, it can be required. Or if you're dealing with millions of dollars of investment money, this is what investors wanna see later on. This pairs perfectly with pitch decks. Uh, it's important in business to know your numbers. Thanks so much for sharing this invaluable asset, Damien. I've personally spent a lot of time uh, messing with business plans and uh, this will definitely make it much easier in the future, so thank you. This next post was by Sam Brown and this is a landing page checklist. Very cool. This is a great post by Sam who shared his, his agency's landing page checklist uh, which encompasses everything you need for your landing page from the technical setup, your actual offer, compliance requirements, technical integrations, and so much more. This is super useful for everyone in here, especially agency owners. Thank you so much, Sam. This next post was an email marketing inspiration resource by Ilya. This is a great share of a resource called milled.com where you can simply go to view all the big brands, newsletters, and emails for inspiration. It's super cool. You can go in there and see exactly what these big brands are doing, sort by the brand, look at all their emails, really cool. Thank you for that share. For all you agency owners out there, and there's quite a few of you, uh, we have a great post by Gil David. Uh, it's just an easy creative ad copy generation tip, okay? So this is a great, a great post where he covers a stupid simple tip to get creatives for your clients. You ready for it? Sign up for their email newsletters. Two hours later. As long as they are good about doing those, you can typically learn about upcoming sales the client hasn't told you about, get fresh creatives they haven't given you, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know why I didn't think of that previously, honestly. Great suggestion, Gil. Thank you so much. And now for question time with Tim Bird. What does everyone use for creating catalogs for DPAs with Shopify or dynamic product ads, all right? The general consensus here in the community is that most people are using Flexify, including me, 
uh, and just changing a few settings in Facebook to make sure their images are displaying, uh, displaying properly. Uh, but I want to give an honorable mention to Trackify. It's also being used uh, by some people and it's a great program as well. Thank you for that. This next post is uh, really enlightening actually and something that I've talked about a lot. Um, it's a post about aiming for break even on the front end of your campaign. So Denard asks, I've read a fair amount of posts and blogs saying that businesses should aim for break even and focus their time on the back end to make up the money. I understand that you can get more customers at break even than profit, but wouldn't this be more suitable for businesses that have data, LTV, frequency, etc.? Wouldn't it make more sense to profit enough to put money back into ads or whatever traffic source it is rather than aiming for break even, which will have a business at a loss until they can figure out their back end? Great question. And long story short, you should always try to make a profit on the front end if you can, but that shouldn't be a make it or break it for you. You need to have repeat customers, a good lifetime value, and other things to bring in more profit. Whether you invest your profit back into the business is up to you. But no one is saying to not make money on the front end if you can, merely that it shouldn't be a requirement for your business to succeed. Thank you for that question, that was good. This next post was a question, anyone have a solution to the learning limited issue, okay? Uh, so there was lots of interesting suggestions in this thread, but my personal advice is not to worry about the learning limited warning, okay? Many times my best campaigns are still in the learning phase or learning limited. Ultimately, if the ROI is good, let it run, okay? Now, if the ROI isn't great, then try duping the ad set and pausing the old one once the new one kicks off with some good numbers. This next post was, how are you creating a relationship with your followers? And this is something that we can all do more of, okay? Uh, Stephen Black gave a great answer. I'm just gonna quote it here. Uh, Without giving too much away, there are loads of things to do to boost engagement, okay? Number one, how much attention has really been given to understanding the buyers and what motivates them? Do you keep a consistently updating profile of each demographic you're aiming for? Number two, you need to understand the purpose of your content, boost reach, boost affinity, or drive sales. Every piece of content needs to be aimed at this process. How well is your content planned out and executed around those themes? Number three, what are you doing to stack content distribution on the platform when each post drops? Number four, what is the core type of account you're running? Trend, personal, or business? There are trade-offs for each. Number five, how strong is your use of captions and call to actions for each of the three sections I mentioned above in point two? How well do you really understand the use of hashtags? Number seven, how well do you really understand the engagement algorithm and how to engineer a boost in reach from Instagram themselves on every one of your posts? As you start to tune for each of the points I made above, you'll definitely boost your engagement and conversion. And the rest is secret sauce. Thank you, Stephen, for that answer. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, this next post is gonna be applicable to all most of you. What advice do you wish you had scaling your agency from 10K a month to 50K a month? So overwhelmingly, the advice here is the same advice that I give my younger self now, which is to focus on systems and procedures so your service remains consistently amazing as you scale, okay? This will save you a ton of wasted time, energy, and money. It reduces employee churn, enhances productivity, and so much more. So concentrate on systems and procedures so that you don't have to do the same thing over and over again, okay? And the last post for today's episode is thoughts on lead magnets. So Denard asked if lead magnets work still for most businesses. Overwhelmingly, the answer is yes. For most businesses, a lead magnet could be one of the single most important aspects of your prospecting to move users from cold to warm, okay? Whether it's lead gen, e-commerce, info products, etc., it works across almost any niche. And we had at least 20 or 30 different AdLeaks members go on and on about how much they love lead magnets. So if you haven't tried lead magnets or has been a while, 
definitely try it again. Well, that's it for AdLeaks episode six. Don't forget to comment on the video with your thoughts, comments, and suggestions as always. And don't forget, you stay classy, AdLeaks.